When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, it's my team selection for Double Game Week 25. So I'm going to show you how the team is shaping up, why I'm using my triple captaincy chip this week, what I'm going to do with Trent Alexander-Arnold, plus everything else, and I'll show you how I did in Game Week 24. So if you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. For the eagle-eyed viewers out there, you'll notice that my setup is a little bit different to normal. That's going to be the case for the next couple of days, but I'll be back to normal soon enough hopefully everything looks and sounds okay uh, the mic might be a little bit more echoey than you're used to because i don't have all my soundproofing and stuff like that but it should still be um, pretty clear and after this little intro we've got the normal graphics as well so hopefully that's okay for a couple of days i'm still keeping on top of the fpl news and stuff like that so all the content should be pretty much as good as normal unless you think it's terrible in which case it'll be as terrible as normal so anyway i'm rambling now let's get into the video and see how i did in game week 24 so let's take a quick look at game week 24, which was just an okay week for me. It wasn't a green arrow, but it wasn't a massive red one either. I fell from like 43k to 44k, so it hasn't ruined my season or anything like that. I'm still in the top 50k, which I'm more than happy with at this stage of the season, especially when there's so many game weeks to go. Uh, but it would have been better had I stopped benching so many points. So last week I benched Foden for 20 points. This week it was Palmer with 10 and Saliba with 12, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, that four-point hit, was to bring in Alfie Doughty for Porro. Now, I needed to do that to fund the other moves. Doughty, unfortunately, didn't do anything against Sheffield United. Uh, clean sheets are not something I massively expect from Luton, but Sheffield United at home was a good fixture. And to be fair, his attacking numbers were pretty good in that game. So I don't think it was unfortunate, but I don't think it was a terrible move either. I bought Jotter in for Gordon, who was a major doubt going into 24. In the end, he started again and played 90 minutes. He's been a bit of a machine for Newcastle this season, but he did blank and Jotter got the goal. And then I bought in Darwin for Solanke. Now, Darwin did get six points, but Solanke also picked up um, an assist as well. So I think overall, for those three moves and that four-point hit, I'm up like one or two points. But because I made those moves, I also benched Palmer, which I might not have done had I sold Watkins instead. Now, this does come with a bit of hindsight, right? Had Darwin Jota got double figures and Alfie Doughty got an assist, I'd be sitting here saying that was a great move. But I did many times last week say that Watkins and Gordon for free no four-point hit to do Darwin and Jota and just leave Porro in the team was probably my best move and the one that I was going to do. But by the time we got to the deadline, I just talked myself into the fact I couldn't sell Watkins. And let's be honest, and I said this last week, the 18-pointer was playing on my mind. Had he blanked against Sheffield United, I would have done that move, no issue, and not taken the minus four. So I do think there's a bit of learning there not to react too much to the week before. But again, there is obviously a bit of hindsight with that because, you know, if the move had worked out, I wouldn't be worried whatsoever. And Watkins did blank, whereas if I uh, sold him and kept Solanke... I would have, even if I'd benched Palmer, I would have still got more points from Solanke because obviously he got an assist. So, look, these things happen. It's unfortunate when it happens twice in a row, so many bench points. The only player that I think I could have benched for Palmer 
is probably Foden or Watkins. Now, they did both flank. I did say on deadline stream, one of the reasons I couldn't bench Watkins is because I'd made... I'd made my choice of the minus four to not sell him. And now I couldn't bench him, right? It just wouldn't have made sense. Because if I was happy to bench him, I should have sold him. So I think somewhere in there, there was probably a mistake with my moves. But overall, it hasn't, you know, like I said, it hasn't ruined my season. It was still an okay week. It's just up until the 90th minute of that Chelsea game, I think I had about a 10k rank like green arrow basically rank rise and then by the 94th minute it was a small red arrow it just happens in fpl right anyway that's the moves that's the benchings i think with um saliba's 12 points but i was just probably never going to play him so i can't really worry about it i mean trent had an assist in the first half against burnley who knows whether he would have got more had he not gone off um, injured at half time gabriel got 12 points anyway and then Doughty against Sheffield United, who I just bought in. Was I ever really going to bench him for Saliba? Probably not. So Palmer's points are a little bit more annoying than Saliba's. I think those things just happen. And it's not the worst thing to have a good bench because it means you've made, at least some of the time, it means you've made good picks and hopefully they'll be helpful uh, in the future. Elsewhere, Haaland back. I think for 70 minutes, people were probably quite worried about him, but he ends up with two goals, three bonus as well. He was my captain, so 26 points. And I suspect a lot of us are going to captain him in 25 and 26 as well. Saka, absolute legend because after he had i think it was one return in six there was so many people frustrated wanted to sell him wanted to sell him for hits and i stuck with him and he's absolutely smashed it since then a 15 pointer against west ham can't really ask for too much more than that uh, and then yeah foden blanked watkins blank richarlison did as well but i mean with richarlison he's had so many returns since he came into my team i can't really be too frustrated with that and then debravka got one point but it was one point more than Ariola. and i just think this season goalkeepers have just been terrible for me and I'm not expecting it to get better anytime soon so overall an okay week I would have of course liked the green arrow but only dropping like 1,000 places going into a double game week not the end of the world let's have a look at game week 25 all right let's start with the defensive players and I think the big talking point this week is what to do with Trent Alexander-Arnold it looks very unlikely that he's going to play either game in game week 25 so I'll talk about him in a minute because the rest of this isn't going to take too long so in goal in the first 11 I've got Dubravka against Bournemouth at home and I've got Ariola against Nottingham Forest away on the bench I think even though Bournemouth are probably the better attacking team out of them and Forest Newcastle are a stronger defense than West Ham plus they're at home fairly easy decision I would say for most people I am, or at least I've got a slight consideration to bring in a double game week goalkeeper this week for an additional transfer, even if that's for a minus four. And it would be Kaminsky of Luton. So you get the extra fixture this week and they've got a double in 28. And because it's a goalkeeper, I can just bench them in 26, not worry about the blank and just play my other playing goalkeeper instead. I'm just not quite sure that minus four will definitely be paid off this week because the Luton defence is not great. They're bottom three for expected goals conceded this season. And there's also a slight chance that I might end up wildcarding in 26 or 27. Right now, I've got no plans to do that. But with all the blanks in 26, you know, any additional injuries would make my team look pretty bad at a time where I'm already having to take quite a few hits. So I haven't completely ruled that out. And if I do end up wildcarding, then taking that minus four for Kaminsky doesn't really matter 
because I could just get a double game week goalkeeper in for 28 on the wild card, and it would probably be Neto from Bournemouth instead. So I don't think I'm going to do that this week, but it is something I'm considering. Uh, I've got Doughty, Man United at home, and Liverpool away. Will he definitely outscore Saliba on my bench against Burnley away? Not necessarily, but I've bought him in last week. I've got to play him for the double. And then Gabriel, Burnley away. Arsenal defence, great. Decent fixture. Good goal threat. It's probably quite close between him and Gabriel. Uh, sorry, him and Saliba in terms of who to play. And in the last game against Burnley, Arsenal got a lot of joy from set pieces, um, especially corners and stuff like that. Like Trafford... Didn't really deal with them that well, and neither did the Burnley defence in general. So I'm sure they'll be targeting that again. And Saliba did score against Burnley in the reverse fixture. But I just think generally, uh, Gabriel's probably the slightly better option. With Trent, he's not yet red flagged because ultimately FPL are waiting to hear from Jurgen Klopp to get everything confirmed. But I think it was Paul Joyce on Twitter yesterday said that he's a doubt for the Carabao Cup final. I think he might have even said that he's going to miss it. In fact, you know what, I'm just going to... Um, double check that because I want to make sure I'm saying the right thing let me just have a look here usually I've got a couple of screens to work with it's a little bit more difficult here uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold to miss the Carabao Cup final with Chelsea after aggravating existing knee injuries so he's a major doubt for that which means he's definitely a doubt for game week 25 so I suspect once Klopp has spoken Trent will be red flagged now what to do with him I think I've got three choices um, maybe four, right? So one is just to leave him in my team and play Saliba instead, not make an additional transfer this week and leave it at that. Just roll, which was my original um, thought anyway. Now I do have obviously one free transfer this week, so it wouldn't cost me any points this week. But if I bought in a Liverpool defender, for example, or if I wanted a third Liverpool player in general, it is going to cost me a minus four in game week 26 because they blank, right? My original plan was to roll in 25 and then take a minus four in 26 to get rid of Darwin, Jota, and Trent. If I take Trent out for Van Dijk, that adds another minus four next week, right? So I've got to consider that. So one move is just playing Saliba, which I think would be okay, but I just wonder whether I should instead go for a Man City defender, which are such a headache, because Vardio is out for two to three weeks, that makes Ake a better choice. Now, I'm really cautious about using the word nailed, but I think... With Vardio out being, you know, a left footer in that back line, it's got to be the best, like, it's got to be the best time to think about going for Ake, right? If he's not going to get good minutes now, and bearing in mind he's already played like seven or eight 90s in a row, if he's not going to get good minutes now with Vardio out, it's, Vardio out, it's never going to happen. So I feel like it might be a good time to go for him because not only does he have the double this week similar to Liverpool, but obviously he's got a fixture in 26. And I think in game week 26, looking at my current defence, you know, Charlie Taylor may or may not be back. Um, you know, Saliba and Gabriel I can play against Newcastle, but Doughty blanks. So if I had Ake against Bournemouth away, I would definitely play him. So I think right now, as it stands, and I might change my mind by tomorrow or by the deadline, I think I'm looking at doing Trent to Ake rather than just playing Saliba. The other option is to go for Van Dijk. Um, but that would add a minus four next week because I would have to get rid of him to make sure I've got 11 players. So is Van Dijk for the double worth four points over Ake? Maybe, maybe not. I think it's quite a close call. If Vardio was fit and so were the rest of the City defence, I'd probably be more interested in doing the Van Dijk move. But I just think with Ake out, uh, sorry, with Vardio out, I am considering going for Ake. So that's three moves. Play Saliba and roll. Go to Van Dyke and take an extra minus four next week. 
or get Ake and just play him next week. The fourth option is to sell Trent for someone cheap, right? Maybe someone from Aston Villa or something like that. And use the money to do Palmer, who's currently on my bench again, hopefully not for another 10-pointer, to a third Liverpool attacker. So just to go for Diaz, because I've got Jota and Darwin already. And look, Brentford away and Luton at home, I don't really want to have to go without three Liverpool players. But the problem with that move is I still have to take the extra minus four in 26. So that would be a minus eight in 26. And to do it this week, I've got to take a minus four. So is... Is getting Diaz in worth eight points? Probably not. Bearing in mind, I'd have, to, I'd have to bench an attacker that's got quite a good fixture, as you'll see in a minute. So I think that's my least favorite move out of the four that I'm considering. The other problem with that move, I'm not sure which cheap defender I would want. Like, Aston Villa are good because they've got a fixture in 26 at high and they've got a fixture in 29 as well. But... Diego Carlos has apparently got a hamstring injury now. Obviously, Mings is out for most of, if not the whole season. Pau Torres is only just back from injury. Konza picked up a knock last week. We don't yet know how bad that is. If he's out as well, that's a lot of first-choice players from Villa missing in that back line. And Kamara's out for the season as well. And he's such a big part of their midfield. It just... Whatever, call it gut feeling, whatever you want. I just feel like now is not the right time to buy an Aston Villa defender. And I just don't think there's too many other cheap defenders that I would want to buy to fund that Diaz move. So as it stands right now, I think I'll use my one free transfer and I'll probably do Trent to Ake. But obviously I'll have to wait for the press conferences tomorrow and stuff like that. Look a little bit more into it as well before the deadline. But right now, that's what I think the best move is. If you think any different, leave a comment below and let me know. So my midfield is pretty straightforward this week. As I just mentioned, I'm benching Cole Palmer again, but it's a bit easier to do against Man City away than it was against Crystal Palace away. And if he remains rooted to my bench, I hope he blanks. And if he comes on, hopefully he hauls, even if I bring uh, Nathan Ake into my squad. With Foden, double game week, Chelsea at home, Brentford at home. His minutes have been great this season. They continue to be good, even though Haaland and De Bruyne are both back now. Is there a guarantee that he plays both games in the double? Of course there isn't, but there's no need to transfer him out either, unless, obviously, Pep says in the press conference tomorrow that he's picked up an injury or something like that. But as it stands, he remains in the team. I'll obviously play him in 26 as well. Long-term plan for him would be to sell him to Son in game week 27, but let's see what happens, right? Last week, I was saying, that this week I was going to roll then Trent gets injured stuff can change very quickly in FPL but roughly that's what I want to do with Foden play this week play 26 sell in 27 uh, with Jota Brentford away Luton at home similar situation to Foden is there a guarantee he plays twice absolutely not but he's all, already in my squad so I've got to keep him um, just on Salah um, there's a video, there's videos going around from Liverpool of him back in training, right? So everyone's kind of started panicking about him a little bit. There's a few tweets going around saying that he's back in full training. I think those tweets are just guessing based on the videos. Just because he's been doing a bit of training does not mean he's back in full team training yet. And if you remember what Klopp said last week, he said he hopes Salah can be involved in part of parts of training, not necessarily all of it this week. Ultimately, you do not have to make any decisions until Saturday ahead of the deadline. So you can just wait and hear from Klopp tomorrow. But I wouldn't be sitting here ripping up my team thinking about how I get Salah in unless Klopp says he's fully fit and available for that Brentford game and I still think it's quite unlikely for my team 
if Klopp says he's fit and available, it changes absolutely nothing because I do not have a route to get him in because I made the decision weeks ago that I wasn't going to have Salah for game week 25. The only way it would happen for me is if Haaland gets injured, then that's just an easy swap in two moves. I just sell Haaland to fund the Salah move. And that's if he's fit, right? He might not be. So the reason I'm talking about that is one, because it's quite a big talking point. But two, obviously, if Salah is available, it has a knock-on effect to any other Liverpool attackers. But for me, if you've got them already, there's just no need to worry, right? It's just something you don't have to think about. You just play Jota. So that's what I'm going to do. And then my other two midfielders that I'm playing ahead of Palmer are Saka against Burnley away. And obviously, he's been great recently. Really good fixture. Arsenal could definitely go there and score a few goals again. And then Richarlison with Wolves at home. And I just think, although Richarlison doesn't have penalties now with Son back, it's a much better fixture than having to play Man City away. Palmer could absolutely um, punish me again. He scored a penalty in the reverse fixture when that, in that four-all game between Chelsea and Man City. But I think on this occasion, I think it's more than reasonable enough to bench him. So yeah, midfield. Richarlison, Foden, Jota, Saka. Looks pretty good. Let's talk about the forward line. And then up front, I've got Haaland with the double game week of Chelsea at home and Brentford at home. Watkins is a single game weeker with Fulham away. And then Darwin with another double game week of Brentford away and Luton at home. So that all looks pretty good. And I think things are pretty straightforward in terms of transfers. There's no need to get rid of any of them this week. I made my decision last week to sell Solanke instead of Watkins. And in game week 26, when obviously Darwin, Nunez and Liverpool blank, I would just reverse that and bring Solanke back in because we know he's got that guaranteed double in game week 28. The only move that some people might be considering is Watkins to Tony because he has an extra fixture this week and he definitely plays in 26 and 29 as well. And I think by game week 29, most people will try and get Tony in their teams unless they're free hitting because Brentford are playing against Burnley. I just don't know if it's worth doing that move this week because if I get rid of Watkins for Tony... I've then got to use another transfer later on to bring Watkins back in because he's going to be a good option for game week 29. And with Brentford, look, I love double game weeks. Right? I do try and get as many players from double game week teams as possible. But the extra fixture is Man City away. And, and look, Tony is good enough to get returns in both of the games in the double. I would not be surprised if he walks away with double figures, um, like, you know, 10, 12 points or more. But I don't think it's worth a transfer without that kind of hindsight so I'm probably going to keep hold of Watkins as I said with Darwin my move will be him to Solanke in game week 26 even though Bournemouth have Man City at home next week because they've got that guaranteed double in 28 I might as well just bring that move um, forward and then with Haaland he's currently got my triple captain and I'm pretty sure I'm going to play the chip this week I mean obviously he got that one game uh, on the bench after injury, came off, uh, I can't remember how many minutes he got that game, like 20 minutes or something like that. And since then, he's played two games in the league, uh, pretty much, you know, 80 minutes plus. And then he's also played in the Champions League as well. I don't think there's really any concerns over his fitness right now. So as long as Pep says he's available, two home games, which could be better on paper, right? I probably would prefer Brentford away and Luton at home. But I think two home games for Man City is always a banker for goals. And I just look at it and think... What's the minimum I would expect from Haaland in both of those games? It's one goal and zero bonus. So I'm already looking at 12 points, at least in my mind anyway. And I'm sure he can get more than that. And for me, that's enough to 
triple captain him. There's also not a guarantee that I'll have a better option later on this season. Obviously, Solanke has two really good home games in game week 28. But what if he gets injured before then? And then later on in the season, when Man City and Liverpool doubles, so you might be looking at Haaland and Salah, uh, maybe Son if he doubles as well, you know, will they still be fully fit? Will the league be over? Will there be more rotation like around game week 37? I just think there's too many unknowns. But also, there's probably other... Um, chips that I might want to use in some of those weeks as well. Like I might want to bench boost in game week 37. I might want a free hit in game week 34. I probably won't be... Um, something's just come up on my computer. That's so weird. I probably won't be looking to use a chip in game week 28, like bench boost or anything like that. But I'm just not fully convinced that Solanke is a better option in 28 than Haaland is this week. So I'm more than happy to just go with it and use the chip this week. It's worth saying, if you haven't watched my videos for very long, I don't have a great record with the triple captain chip. I think about 12 points is the highest so far. Plenty of people have had like 15, 20, 25 points. Even some people got 30 from De Bruyne one season. Uh, but I think... I've got to forget about that and just keep trying to make good decisions of which some of the triple captain decisions haven't been that good, but I think this one is. So that's the team. I was hoping to roll, but unless Klopp says Trent is fully available, which I don't think he's going to, I've probably got to deal with that. Um, and even if I was to roll this week, so just play Saliba, I'd have to get rid of Trent next week anyway. So it's either roll and take a minus four and get rid of three players next week, or it's Trent to Ake this week and then still take a minus four next week, but just remove two players instead, which would be Darwin and Jota. And I think just with Ake, Man City will, just to go back to it, Man City will probably blank in 29. That's almost a certainty. Um, but I don't think there's so many good defenders that play that week that it's worth bringing that move forward to this week. Like, I can't buy like a Spurs defender, for example, back because they blank in 26. So I think the move will be Trent to Ake, and I'm going to triple captain Haaland. And after that, we just hope that, you know, the scores, the, the points all come in and it's a massive green arrow. So thank you very much for watching. If you've enjoyed that, hit the like button and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Rate five stars if you're on podcast. Just a couple more days with this kind of setup. I think it's okay, right? The picture should look good. I think the sound is okay. It's probably just a bit more echoey on my channel than you're used to because I don't have all the soundproofing and stuff like that. But it's not awful. Hopefully that was more than listenable. Uh, you've got a couple more days of it and then I'll be back to normal. So thanks for watching. Give it a like, hit subscribe and I'll catch you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.